Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. All right, we'll get to the top articles and columns at denversports.com in just a second, including mine. But I know you have a very short attention span, so go. No, no, I was just going to say, when when my son was pitching at Arizona, when he's going to school there, the Arizona staff asked me to stop by and help them out offensively. Football. Football staff, right? And Mike Stoops was the head coach at the time. And so they gave me a full run of the facility. It was nice. And we came in there, watched film one Saturday morning early. And Mike Stoops came into the offensive meetings that we were having with these guys, and they were like, "Hey, man, we really want to kind of, really want to kind of hone in on the wide zone team, you know, wide zone kind of aspect, and and you know, your expertise in Denver all those years." So blah blah blah. So Mike Stoops started telling him, "Hey, man, I really want to be good at this wide zone, but I want to be good at trap, and I want to be good at counter, and I really like I have a really tough time." And it was all the things he had he had struggled defending, you know, duo, trap, counter. I want to be a good power team. And finally, I just stopped him. I go, Mike, Mike, you can't be good at everything. You got to pick your lane, and then you've got to build that lane, right? You got to build that that offense in that lane. Now, you can have a variation here or there, game plan specific, but you can't be great at everything. And young coaches, you know what they want to do? Young coaches want to go, oh, that team was really good at counter. We're going to run that this week. Oh, that team was great power team. Oh, they had a great trap. We're going to run that this week. Oh, my God, they had a... You don't know who you are. You're schizophrenic. Right. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah, like Sybil. It was Sybil. Yep. Yep. Multiple personalities. You can't have multiple personalities. Got to have one. Two texts coming in at about the same time. I love that they're making you guys wait. You guys are losing your mind. Followed by... Come on, Mike. This isn't Sean's first rodeo. Things will be fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I. like I said, what, what was the word I used earlier? Getting a little curious as to what's curious. taking so long. Right. But I like that. I'm not. Hey, I'm not Chicken Little Marilad. No. Okay, I'm not. Oh, no, this proves that Sean Payton didn't have a plan, and Sean Payton doesn't right. care, and Sean Payton's heart isn't in it. You know what? That's That's the response you would have. After years of watching coaches, first-time coaches, who are in over their head. Mm. Guess what first-time coaches have? They have plans. They have a staff, and they map everything out from now until July. But they don't know what the heck they're doing. A guy like Sean Payton comes along, and everyone's kind of blown away because there's not instant action. Right, right. They're all like, uh, and they look at it like, oh, well, then he doesn't have instant action. He doesn't have a plan. No, 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 no. It's about the right fit. It's about the right people. And the other thing is, you get into this point in time, you know what? There is less to choose from. So take your time. Make the right choice. You don't have to race right into it. You know what my grandmother used to say to me all the time when I was a little boy? 
Um, be careful with Victor. No, no. no. Was it Victor? No. Was it Victor, Victor the horse? The Victor, Victor was the, the horse. horse. Yeah, Victor was the horse. Victor was the horse. Yeah. Well, what did she say? What did she say? What was your? What was her name? By the way, was she Grandma or? Yeah, Nana, grandma. Nanny. What was no, she? It was just grandma. It's just grandma. Right. Yeah, because you're Popo. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I had a couple grandma. I had a couple. My my other grandma used to always say, "Don't wish your life away." Oh, I like that. Don't that's wish good. your life away. That's good. Just that's go good. out and do stuff. Yeah, right? I like that. I like that. And um, my other grandmother used to say, the slower you go, the further you're going to be ahead. Take your time. Be patient. Map things out in your head. Instead of making a hasty decision that you regret that costs you, you know, it's one step forward, one giant leap forward, but ten giant leaps back. My strength coach in Washington used to go, don't be in a hurry to get where you're eventually going to be. You know, when it comes to working on stuff, you're going to be strong. You're going to be ready to go in the seat. Don't don't I think race that's, right I into think it. That, I think he stole that from Satchel Page. That, that sounds like a Satchel Page type. Uh, Does it? So what have we learned today? What? So one grandmother said, uh, "Don't wish your life away." The other grandmother said, um, "The slower you go, the further you're going to be ahead." And you said today, and I said today, "Let your clackers flow. Let your clackers, yeah, let your clackers." Breathe, a little right? Bit. Breathe, right? Sorry, was it bleed? Breathe, breathe, let, breathe. Crack, yeah. dangle, dangle, breathe. Yeah, yeah. Just let your which let one? Do we, which one do we want to go with? Breathe or dangle? Let your let your clackers probably dangle. Oof. Let them dangle. Yeah, there ain't nothing better than dangly clackers. <laughs> okay, let's get to uh, the Denver Sports oh, dot com front page. Uh, starting with uh, an article I wrote today. Uh, I knew you were going to start there. Big surprise. The Nuggets should have only. The Nuggets should have only one response to getting slighted by the NBA. And I, the gist of my column, I used as inspiration this classic scene mm-hmm. from the movie Major League. Well, then I guess there's only one thing left to do. Oh, I need the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I need the whole one. I need the whole one. No, 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 no. We got we to gotta set this bad boy up. It's got to start with Lou Brown. Oh. My skipper. Right. I Boy, love Lou Brown. How would Lou Brown do with the Rockies? Come on, Dorn. Get in front of it. <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. You got to set the whole thing up because what I see happening here with the Nuggets is is the, for those of you who've seen the movie, we'll play the whole clip here for you, but you, you had a team in Major League where they were, the owner wanted them to lose. Right. And they use that as a rallying cry. Mm. And what I'm taking from the last two years I with like Nikola Jokic's like MVPs, it. but also what happened over the All-Star weekend with the slights to mm. Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray and to Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Michael Porter Jr. in the three-point contest, to Nikola Jokic, the two-time MVP, being disrespected to the point where you're doing this silly, stupid I pick this player, you pick this player like it's kickball and we're in fourth grade again. Yeah. Dumbest idea. Dumbest idea. And instead of guys like LeBron James recognizing, you know what? This isn't a game. What we're about to do is not a game. So I don't need to strategically pick guys to put together a roster to win this thing because it's not a game. So what he should have done is just looked at it and said, hey, Nikola Jokic is sitting over there. 
That's the two-time MVP. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who's been around this game as long as I have, LeBron James, you know what? Game recognizes yeah, game. Throw a little respect to, on it. Greatness recognizes right. greatness. And I'm going to pick this guy first. Sure. And so all the disrespect continues to get piled up, piled up, piled up. And the Nuggets are in a position now where they should have really, honestly, one of the biggest chips on their shoulder that any professional team that's a championship contender has ever had. I agree. I hey, Listen, man, you should 100%. 100% have that chip on your shoulder. You should be angry. Like, because this is not just your owner, like in the movie, trying to make you kind of tank by taking everything away and making you fly a prop plane and all that stuff, right? <laughs> right? But this is the league actively rooting against you. This is the NBA, the association, something that you're a part of, something that's been around forever. That is actively rooting mm-hmm. against you. Yes. They do not want you to succeed. They do not. No, they don't want you anywhere around the NBA championship. They want nothing to do with you. Nothing. Nothing, Michael. We'll have some fun with that uh, clip just to kind of drive the point home here mm-hmm. a little bit later on. Let's get to uh, some Broncos stuff. Andrew Mason writing, should the Broncos pursue Josh Jacobs? You had during Super Bowl week, Sean Payton was part of a panel, little little talk discussion that had Josh Jacobs there, and he was raving about Jacobs and basically recruiting him sure. to come to Denver. That was Sean Payton, the TV guy. Does Sean Payton, the coach, is he? would he be seriously interested in a Josh Jacobs? Why? Well, if the, if the idea is that we want to get back to Russ's roots in Seattle, which featured many years a top 10 running game, or if you want to even look at what the Saints did mm-hmm. near the end of Drew Brees' career, they went from being a perennial top 5, top 10 passing offense to one that was a perennial top 5, top 10 rushing offense. They had running backs like... Mark Ingram and, and Alvin Kamara. What's, what's wrong with having... Why would you spend... Especially if you don't know if Javante Williams is going to be able to be healthy at the start of the season. I would not spend good money on a running back. You're going to have to spend long-term... Man, to go out, you draft the Kamara in the third round. You know what you're looking for. Plus, look at... Look at Sean Payton's history with, you know, when I was talking to my buddy Minuski yesterday, he goes, you know, when you when you game plan for teams, most teams have about ten screens, ten different screens that they run. So you know, you're, you here's my here's my list of screens and my list of uh, you know here's the runs they like, here's the screens they like, here's a he goes when you prepare for Sean Payton, he's got about sixty screens. Look at their running back totals, the total catches of their running backs. Dude, you go out and find yourself. Memphis always produces running backs. There were they there were always wide receivers at Memphis and they become running backs in the National Football League. Like there's a bunch of those guys. Heck. You know, I mean, you look at you look at all the all the different dudes like Antonio Gibson and and I don't know, there's a there's a bunch of guys out there that have done that. Like you know what you're looking for. You don't have to go out and spend big money on a free I don't believe you got to go out and spend big money on a free agent running back. Well, it's 
You know what? A year or two ago, I would have said you don't. But mm-hmm. if you're prepared to kind of see it through, right. you, you can still get the return on the investment. So, like Saquon Barkley got hurt, but ended up being a, a really, really good right. player for the Giants. Ezekiel Elliott got paid. It has still been a, a very productive back in Dallas. Right. But Pollard uh, is their Pollard's their go-to guy. I wouldn't spend money on him either. Christian McCaffrey, you know, got hurt, but that was to the 49ers gain because mm-hmm. he, he looked terrific during the playoffs. Derrick Henry has stayed relatively healthy. I mean, yeah, running backs are going to get hurt. What's interesting, though, is if you look at the free agent class, it, it's a pretty big class. And if you have that, if teams have this immediate reaction to spending money on a running back like you do, then you're going to have some really good running backs sure. who probably will have to compete for limited dollars. So here's what you got. You got Josh Jacobs. You got Saquon Barkley. You got Tony Pollard. You got Miles Sanders. You got Jamal Williams mm. from the Lions. You got yeah. David Montgomery, very underrated running back uh, for the Bears. Jarek McKinnon from the Chiefs. Although I probably wouldn't want him here because he got drunk at the parade. Yeah. And I don't want role models like that in right. Denver. Hooligans. Hooligans. We call them hooligans. <laughs> you know, you're missing one. You're missing one running back who would be phenomenal here. One of your favorite players. Who's that? Melvin Gordon. Oh, jeez. You, you probably could get Melvin Gordon. You probably could get Melvin Gordon preachy. Yes, yes. I've, 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 uh, I've moved off the uh, you, you know Melvin what? Gordon. Melvin Gordon would be great though I on mean. on your team to be your scout team running back <laughs> because it would make your defense feel good about how many cre- how many turnovers they create in practice. Balls, yeah, balls out, balls out. He's just your designated fumbler. James Merrill at DenverSports.com suggesting that. Why wait? Make a commitment. Sign Jerry Judy now to a long-term contract. It has been widely reported that Jerry Judy was there to be had in a trade Mm -hmm. earlier this season. But he came on at the end. You have to decide on picking up his fifth-year option. Or you could just get a new deal done with him. We talked going into this season. I use this term specifically. Jerry Judy is at a crossroads. What are you going to be, Jerry Judy? You're going to be the guy that was arguably the best receiver taken in a loaded receiver class or you got to go on and just be another guy? Choice is yours. Midway through the season, it looked like he was trending towards the ladder, but the way he finished up made you think, hey, this guy could be all that he was cracked up to be. Mm -hmm. Where do you think he is? Where do you think he's going? It's a great question. Normally, you know, I would rather sign a guy that I think has great potential and is trending the right way. Sign him early before it gets late. Um, But Jerry Judy's a guy that I think needs that incentive. So I'd wait. I'd wait. So you, well, would you pick up the fifth year option or would you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'd pick up the fifth year, but I'd make him wait on a new deal. Um, like I want to see, I want to see that you consist. I want to see that you can consistently be a pro. And you know what you haven't proven as a as a top first round draft choice that you can consistently be a pro for seventeen weeks, eighteen weeks, whatever the season is now. That whole extra week in there, 
I, I mean, have you seen him consistently be a pro? Not, not consistently, no. no. But you're also somebody who's always talking about, hey, try to sign these guys up early so you right. don't have to overpay late. Yeah. I'll sign. Hey, man, I'll sign. I'll, I'll sign a pro early. I'll sign. Just because you play a pro sport doesn't make you a professional. When he proves to me that he's a professional week in and week out and he does the dirty things, he sets a pick when he's supposed to, he runs good secondary routes when he knows he's not the primary, when he becomes a pro football player, then yes, I'd, I'd happily sign him. Right now he's a pro athlete. I don't like pro athletes. I like pro football players. Jake Shapiro with a update at DenverSports.com on what's going on with Kale McCarr. So, here's here's the story with McCarr. About a week and a half ago, first game after the All-Star break, he got hit up high, suffered a concussion, was out for a few games. Got cleared, came back, was playing Saturday against St. Louis. Took a hit in which his uh, helmet and visor mm-hmm. smacked down on his nose. Yeah. Left the ice, everyone thinking it was a nose issue including the Avs, including the independent concussion spotter upstairs, like the NFL has, determine it's just a nose. Mm -hmm. Well, turned out it did trigger concussion-like symptoms. He's back in the protocol again, will not play this weekend, and we all know that anytime you have one concussion, the probability or the likelihood of you getting another one goes up exponentially in a short period of time. Jared Bednar said McCarr was cleared to return because he had cleared the first protocol and because they thought it was a nose injury. Did the avalanche mishandle Kale McCarr? Yeah, not not I don't believe intentionally, but I think hindsight being twenty twenty, you know, you gotta look at you gotta look at those things a little bit more carefully. And the independent guy, like that that's your job as the independent guy. You, you need to, whatever, whether they're on the bench or they're upstairs, whatever, you need to call down and say, hey, man, you got to put him through concussion protocol. That's what that's what you're there for. Is it, You're not there to eat popcorn and watch a hockey game. You know, you're not there as a woohoo spectator. Because if you're there to do a job. Yeah, because, and, and this is this is where McCarr was let down by both the independent spotter and the abs, yeah. is that you're a competitor. You're you're a hockey player. Sure. <laughs> the, the, the credo is, hey, I took a stick to the face, I'm going to go get stitched up here and I'll be back and only miss a few shifts, mm-hmm. right? That That's the hockey player's mentality. They're tough. They're, their whole mindset is whatever it takes to get back out there as quickly as possible. And thank God for that mentality. Mm-hmm. It's what separates them from NBA players and Major League Baseball players. But when you got a guy like Kale McCarr, you got to protect him from himself, especially because he's as important. I never want to see the NHL get to the point that they are babying their stars like the NBA and Major League Baseball does. But you still have to recognize there has to be a little bit of a, a, a new age way of thinking here among uh, among NHL teams that, hey, this is our franchise guy. This right. this might be the best player in all of hockey, two-way player. We got to protect this guy. And the fact that both the Avs and the independent spotter, okay, you thought it was a nose. Well, wouldn't you think, knowing that the guy had just come off a concussion, if he took a shot to his nose, his face, his mm-hmm. head, if it was significant enough of a shot to his nose to leave the ice, wouldn't you probably 
at some point think the dude had a concussion like mm-hmm. a week ago. Maybe we just right. want to make sure. So, yeah, that's, you know, love the abs, right. but they they in the NHL dropped the ball on the car. Yeah, it's like a Bon Jovi song. Bon Jovi song? Yeah. Shut to the nose and you're to blame. Abs, you can give concussions a bad name. Woo! Beaver, like tell that. me you got that. Something. Add that to. <clears throat> we got to put up. We got to put a best of stand album up <clears throat> in time for Christmas. Yeah, we got to do that. Okay, that's what's going on at DenverSports.com. I want to circle back to uh, the article I wrote about uh, the Nuggets and their motivation. Right. I wrote a blog. So again, I'm using. I used as my muse the scene from Major League. If you yeah. see, everyone's seen the movie Major League. So this, oh, this, classic. this, this classic. is this is like I could picture the Nuggets sitting in their locker room, mm-hmm. and somebody doesn't think too highly of our worth. She put this team together because she thought we'd be bad enough to finish dead last, knocking attendance down to the point where she could move the team to Miami and get rid of all of us for better personnel. Even me? (laughs) Even you, Dorn. What if we don't finish last? She'll replace you with somebody who will. After this season, you'll be sent back to the minors or given your outright release. Well, then I guess there's only one thing left to do. What's that? Win the whole thing. Boom! Boom, yeah. That's it, right yeah. there. Oh, That's that gave me, that right, gave me right? goose pimples. Oh! Uh, goose pimples. Hell yeah! Yeah. Who's going to be the Nuggets' <clears throat> Jake Taylor? That's right. Who's going to stand up and say, one, one thing left to do? Right. Because seriously, when that's 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 exactly if if I'm in a team meeting with the Nuggets right now, that mm. I'm Michael Malone and I'm Michael Malone and I get up in front of my team and say, guys, I was just out in Utah. I was there for the whole All-Star weekend. Right. And let me tell you something. The NBA world doesn't give a damn about us. Oh, yeah. The NBA world doesn't want us. To win it all. Mm-hmm. They want us to remain a flyover NBA city. They don't want to recognize our achievements. Mm-hmm. They don't want to recognize our MVP. They want us to go away. Yes. So what are we going to do about it? Guys, there is only one thing left to do. Win the whole damn I see you. I see you. High five. Air high five. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's good. Let's ride. All right. Let's ride. That's Serbian for let's ride, by the way. As far as we know. As far as we know. We could be saying something totally inappropriate, but uh, hey, who's going to call us on it, right? Coming up next, we'll get to uh, some of your text from uh, all the stuff that we just covered there on the denversports.com front page. Also, uh, something the Players Club said yesterday that uh, really stuck with me, and I wonder if it really is important when it comes to naming a defensive coordinator. That's coming up next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. Why is this that you're so... 
Weekend of the tournament, they're going to be bringing peanut butter and jealous. Bringing a lucky listener with them. You can go to denversports.com. How many uh, fever? How many are they taking with them? I think the promo said just one. Just one lucky. Whoa, whoa! Hanging out with Orlando, Chad, and Nate. Right, Chad Brown. The Players Club. <laughs> the Players Club right. in Vegas. In Vegas. Huge. So jealous. I'm not going to hide it. You know, I'm, as soon as I heard the promo, I'm like, what? What? You know, that's exactly why they didn't give it to us. Why is that? I mean, how exciting hanging out with me in Vegas would be. It's 7.30. Time to get to... <laughs> we got to get to the rack, guys. That's true. He's got a point. That's late. true. That's true. Getting late. That's true. Got to go to bed? No, no. Oh, hey, no. got to get up early. No, no. no. Trust, up. trust me. As somebody who's been lucky enough to do many trips out to Vegas with uh, some of the great listeners of the fan over the last uh, 25 years, you you find a way to rally in the morning. Don't worry. Or you just keep going. There was, I'm drunk. There was, there, was, there, was, there was this one time. <laughs> we're out there. It was like one of the first guys' flight outs. Right. Sandy Clough and I were out there together. We were doing the morning show. And... Um, were you guys Stop rooming together? No. Okay. Like, I have roomed with Sandy before. Right. He's just a naked man. <laughs> happy, happy, joy, joy. Run around the room together naked. Let oh, it go, not, man. Yeah, I, mean, I wasn't not, naked. <laughs> no. I'm just, it's not okay. <laughs> right? Shut up! <laughs> Yeah. It took a certain adjustment period, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> it's like, hope I don't run into him any time. Bending over, picking up a sauce, big okay, fruit basket stop. out there. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> We're what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Oh, uh, guess not. New York, London, Paris, Munich, everyone is on Oh, man, I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Where was I? I do. You totally. Uh, speaking like your Daniel, like your Clackers, Daniel. <laughs> Usually, you would give me at least like three more minutes to to rescue the segment. But uh, okay, all right, here we go. All right, focused. Get locked all in. All right, here lock we go. it in. Serious radio. Okay, professional. Mm. Here, let's get back on track. I was listening to Players Club uh-huh. yesterday. They were talking about the idea that when you hire a defensive coordinator. You do so with the idea of Russell Wilson in mind. How are you going to be able to put together a defense that is going to go out, right? not only from an X's and O's and personnel standpoint and challenge Russ in practice every day, but also do so with a certain amount of attitude, swagger, uh, in your face, and really try to bring out that competitive nature in Russ 
that will get him back to where he once was. Is is that important? Well, it's important to have a swagger and an attitude and in-your-face style on defense. Now, how Russ responds to that is entirely up to Russ. But I want that. I want that attitude. Gosh, could you imagine? Because our defense, like red zone, scoring, like our defense was legit last year considering the fact that there was zero offensive you know, compliment. There was zero compliment from the offensive side of the football. But shoot, I want somebody to turn turns the ball. Can you imagine having the swagger of that no fly zone back here in Denver? Especially when you're facing a division that has Patrick Mahomes, the boogeyman. I'm here. And the Chargers. Justin Air Bear. And QB to be determined in Vegas. Yeah, great Vegas QB. Like, I wonder if Matt Castle will come back. Isn't that who he wanted? Yes. You know, Josh wanted over yes. Jay Cutler, Matt yes. Castle. Well, he might have his guy now in Stidham. Stidham. What's his first name? Jared Stidham? J- J- Jared? 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 No. Jared? 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 Tomato, tomato. Yeah, who cares? But. <laughs> Although the idea of, like, when you guys were playing and winning, mm-hmm. is is there a value in in what you are presented with? Like, the, did your offense make your Broncos defense better than they would have been if they were going up against an average offense sure. every day and vice versa? Well, but, but hear me out because... Yeah, I can see how back in the days of Greeley and two-a-days and you guys in full pads all mm-hmm. the time beating the, the crap out of each other. Yeah, you guys were playing football all day. You're, you're going right. to compete. But in today's NFL, even if Sean Payton is the anti-hackett uh-huh. and they actually you know practice during the preseason, the way the rules are set up, do you really get all that? That that real feeling of competition and 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 if the idea is hey we're not kissing up to Russell anymore if anything we'd love to have a defense and a defensive coordinator that will challenge him to the point where he may even feel embarrassed at times can you do that in the way that you practice th- these days I think there are, I think there are opportunities to do that in every practice if you're competing now you're not going to do it twice a day. But there, that should be the level of competition. When you run nine on seven, and that's a real drill, do you want to? I mean, I, I just know back to, to my Shanahan days, man, when we ran nine on seven, that was like, that's real football. Hey, man, everybody and their brother's uncle knows what's coming. It's nine on seven. It's a run drill. Can you stop us? Can you stop? Can your front seven stop us? We're going to see. We're fixing to find out, as Gary Kubiak would say. It's not, you know, seven-on-seven drill when Tim Tebow pulls in scrambles. Dude, it's a throwing drill. Like, this is the— And the crowd would cheer. Yeah, this is real. Yeah, he just got 20 yards without a (laughs) D-line. But no. It just is. But that, that stuff was real. And I wanted to cram it down the defense's throat. And you know what they wanted to do? Beat our butts. So there are opportunities to have that kind of competitive 
environment where real football takes place. Now, there's not as much real football that goes down in today's game than there used to be, but it's what these players know. And guess what? Because you have such a limited opportunity to have real football drills, you damn well better take advantage of them when you have them. And there better be that competitive nature. And if you don't have it, you know, if you're waiting for that 15-minute water break or the ice cream truck to pull up, or field day to start, field day to start, or your jog through. Three-quarter speed, though, Mark. <clears throat> right. It, it's almost game speed. It's practically game speed. Practically. This is almost real. Almost. Right. By the way, you can sign up for the Players Club trip to Vegas for the second weekend. I uh, I want to cl- oh, clarify. The second. It's the second weekend, so you can win a VIP membership into the Players Club. Mm-hmm. Join Orlando, Chad, and Nate in Vegas March 23rd through the 26th, second weekend, at the amazing Circa Resort and Casino for three amazing college hoops watch parties. Chad Brown. Could we win? No. Hmm. Man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm obscenely jealous right now. That's so much fun. That is such a great event to be at. If if the three of us so bummed. did like an Austin Powers thing where all three of us got a big giant trench coat, <laughs> be like Boban. Yeah. So <laughs> I would have to be. It's a good thing for me. I've got longer legs, but I've got kind of a short tor- torso. Uh huh. So. You would obviously be the anchor piece, yes. With those big, thick mom legs you got, because <laughs> you'd be able. Because I, be, I would be a good anchor. My my spindly little yeah, yeah my chicken legs would not support the weight yeah. of. And then I would be second, and then Johnny would get on my shoulders and just be the head. Yes, right. He's a wee little fella. He's a wee fella. Yeah. You're right. We would be the big bow band walking. Yes, down. right. Now that's trying. If I was ever a cheerleader, I'd be a base. I'd be a base. Oh yeah, you'd I'd be, be a, base. You'd be a base. in the pyramid. I'd be a base. Right, easily. Johnny would be the tosser. Yep, the, the guy we tossed up in the air. Yep, be doing all wee wee. Yes, spinny things and things <laughs> of that nature. Of that nature. Yeah, I'd be the base guy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be the guy who catches people. Yes. That thick upper upper torso, torso yes, yes, yes. I, I think I did an amazing job of getting that te- segment back on track to the point where we se- we rescued it, we salvaged it. Okay, because right. the first two minutes I thought we were we were doomed. Bow chicka bow wow. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot we, <laughs> did we did we start that segment. That we started with that. The fruit basket. I hope I don't run into him anytime soon. Happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> I think he's doing his hockey podcast, your hockey podcast with him. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, he's coming well, in for the hockey podcast. Be, uh, awkward. Awkward. I'll just blame you. I, I, I don't know what happened, Sandy. Stink made the whole yeah. thing up. You know, stink. Uh, classic stink. Overgrown <laughs> child. <laughs> Making things up. Making things up. You know I would never say anything. Woo! Uh, by the way... Uh, Mark has a little bit of breaking news. Uh, you may have broken bread. You may have had dinner with the next linebackers coach yeah, of the Denver Broncos. True. Details next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan.
Players Club coming up here in just a, a couple of minutes. We were talking about uh, Kale McCarr. Yeah. And, and there was an interesting text that said, until athletes, stubborn, bullheaded, dumb athletes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. don't have, until they have the, um, I'm paraphrasing. I can't find the exact text, but uh, yeah, I read that text. But paraphrasing until they take responsibility responsibility for their own concussions. Right. You can't keep blaming independent spotters and the Avalanche. You got to start putting the blame on the athlete. To which you say, "Well, I, I I say that's ridiculous." I mean, so when the individual athlete starts taking themselves out of games that are important to you. As a fan, starts oh. taking themselves out. Oh, oh, oh hey, oh. listen, ooh, oh. hammy's a little tight. I'm not going to play today. Oh my, you know, I don't feel like it. Emotionally, I'm not into it today. I'm just going to take some time off. Well, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. It's one thing if they, if, it's one thing if if they Juwan James it, but if somebody came out and said, "Hey, look, I I had a concussion. I've had two. I just don't feel right. You know, I feel a little mm. foggy. Sure, I, I, I I'm not going to play." You think fans would be sympathetic as they are I, I to think, other injuries? I think or for, not sympathetic. I to think injuries. for that, yes. But you don't again, you don't get to the point of being a professional athlete if you're not an ultimate competitor. And I mean, dude, you can't get dudes to go to a you can't get dudes to go to a, set up a doctor's appointment. I mean, how many of you right now have put off getting a colonoscopy because you don't want to go to the doctor and have one? Seriously. How many dudes have put off having a yearly physical, have put off, if if, if I wasn't married, if I didn't have a wife, I'd be dead. I would, as I'd never go. Ah, well, shake it off, rub some dirt on it. That's the way, that's the way dudes are. And when you get to be a professional athlete, man, you've got such a, a tolerance for pain and a tolerance for all those things. You just are like, I'll be fine. I'm going to keep pushing forward. That's that's why you have doctors. That's why you have independent you know, neurologists. That's why you have those people in place to protect the players from themselves. So I don't have any problem with a guy going, dude, I am foggy. Something's wrong. I don't have any issue with that. I don't think that the players in the locker room have an issue with that. I don't think, you know, most organizations wouldn't have an issue with that. There are some that would, but most organizations wouldn't. And I think most fan bases would be okay with that. But the bottom line is most guys are going to push to play. And I'm telling you, the other thing is if you're not number one, two, or three on the roster, but if you're 52, 53 on the roster for football, or you're you know number 12 on the roster in the NBA, or number you know whatever it is, 20, you know 23 in, in hockey, you know what you're not going to do? You're not going to self-report. Because then somebody else is going to take my job. So then it becomes the responsibility of the organization more so than the player. That's just reality. You may not like it, but to sit there and say, well, the players, this is all on the player. No, it's not. It's not all. The, on the day player. may come when players do self report more. Right. But we're still a ways away from that because you literally are talking decades. Right. Like decades like almost a century worth of a mentality right. of, hey, right. it's just a ding. People, 
Yeah. I'm, I'll I'll shake it off. There's a bunch of people on the text line right now going, so you want a, a dinged or concussed athlete that's got a brain injury to be self-aware enough to go, yeah, something's wrong here. I better report. You're, you, you understand the kind of the oxymoron that's going on there, right? You got a guy who is already impaired. Now you're asking him to make a a conscious, logical, cogent decision about his own health. And he's already impaired. Like, that's not his job. That's the job of the medical professional that well, happens to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, there, there is there are times where you know. Like, you, you've, I'm not telling tales out of school. You've admitted this on the air before that, I mean, how many times you did you black out during games? Well, just about every game I ever played in, I would imagine, for a split second or seen stars or yeah. whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah, every every time, every game. So you knew. <laughs> you knew that you took a, a good shot. Right. But again, in my day, you know, they, they used to pretend that's why they settled a billion-dollar lawsuit that, that, that concussions didn't exist. Okay. They were a figment of your imagination. Okay. So, you're ta- like I said, you're talking about right. something that has been decades, years and years and years already ingrained. So to think that just right. snap of a finger just because, you know, we got independent spotters and everything like that, that the athletes just going to say, hey, hey, I'm not good right now. Take me out. They're just not going to do it. Right, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen overnight. So you know what you're left with? You got to protect the athlete from himself. Right. And that's why in the case of Kale McCarr, uh, the fact that and, – and look, the Avalanche have done so many things right – it's crazy over the last several years. But in, the, in this case, they, they let Kale McCarr down because even if they felt like, oh, we thought it was a nose injury, mm. well, you're still talking about your meal ticket. You're talking right. about one of the best, and, if and not guy, the best player in hockey who literally right. just had a concussion 10 right. days ago. just coming off a concussion. And right. he took a big enough shot that his nose is all achy that he left the ice because of it. Wouldn't you kind of connect, hmm, nose, face, head, maybe we Let's ought to just, check this guy right. out? Let's err on the side. Of caution. Right. And that's our job as an organization. The other thing about concussions, you just never know how they settle in. Like, sometimes you can have clarity early, and then, the you know, the fogginess and everything else happens later. Light sensitivity and all that kind of stuff. So, I it just, again, I, I get what the texture's saying, but bottom line, it's the organization. I know you don't want to. Put the organization under scrutiny or the doctor under scrutiny, but it's their job. That's their job. So the injury updates, Kevin McCarr concussion protocol. He'll miss at least the two games this weekend for the Avs. Jamal Murray back at uh, uh, practice working out saying yesterday that he is good to go after missing uh, some time with the other knee. So mm-hmm. he's good to go when they uh, kick off the post all-star break part right. of their schedule. It's a sprint to the finish line. Uh, tomorrow they start in Cleveland and you had dinner Yesterday with a guy who could end up being the Broncos linebacker coach. Yeah, my boy Greg Minuski came in, interviewed his linebacker coach. I think they're probably over there at the facility right now as we speak. Great dude. Great coach. Been a, been a D.C., a lot of different. San Fran, Washington, Colts, the Chargers, the Colts. Chargers back when they were San Diego. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, he's, the guy's got a, a very – you know, I mean, he's got a great history of, I think he tw- played 12 years in the National Football League. He's a roommate and, of yours. Your first ever roommate, huh? Yeah, my first, my first uh, roommate on the road. You ever see your fruit basket? <laughs> Who hasn't? 
about Chicka Bell. The shower game we used to play. (laughs) Remember, if you take anything from this show, and I don't know, there was nothing memorable from this show. uh, But remember, what's the theme of the day? Let your clackers hang. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to show your fruit basket. Players Club, the Vegas bound Players Club. I'm not jealous. They're coming your way next. When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 